Hello, it is Wednesday, December 9th, 2020, and uh, some people say it's Conspiracy Wednesday. We're not saying that. We're just saying these conversations are about to go. Mm-hmm. Big time. Delaney Walker's awesome. Yeah. T.Y. Houghton, great convo. The boys, A.J. Hawk. I mean, this is a good Wednesday. I think you're going to say, I'm happy I listened to that show whenever you're done with this. Yeah, it's safe to say. And whenever you are you know, done with this show, feel free to be a friend, tell a friend if you like the show. If you didn't like the show, just act like it never, ever happened. Also, uh, if you're not gambling with us at FanDuel, you're wrong completely. Yep. FanDuel is the greatest sports book on planet Earth and uh, the moon. Uh, that's right. If you're going to gamble on the moon, which I guess is potentially happening. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of different high uh, profile humans who have been in high government positions. Mm-hmm. Israel came out and said, yeah, the humans and the aliens have been working together for a long time. It's like Years. an inter- intergalactic thing inside of Mars, by the way, which I've been saying for a long time. The aliens live on the inside of the planets. Everybody says, well, we go to the outside. We don't see anything. There's no atmosphere. I've literally been saying for years that, well, how come we haven't searched inside the planets? Mm-hmm. That's probably where they're at. Turns out they are. Yep. We knew it. Knew it all along. And also what came out from all that, up there inside those planets and inside the moon where people live, I guess, mm-hmm. where aliens live and humans have been working alongside them and for whatever, they're gambling with FanDuel Sportsbook. I heard that. Because they are so advanced, you know, in intelligence fashion mm-hmm. that they're like, listen, we want to gamble with the best app, the most convenient app, the friendliest app, uh, something that makes uh, sportsbook gambling fun. Uh, we want to do that. And they're like, you know what? There's no other place other than FanDuel. These things have incredible odds. There's bad beat refunds they give out. Mm-hmm. If your bet gets, you know, screwed. Now, now listen, there's going to be backdoor covers that are going to break your heart. That's what sports book is. That's what sports gambling right. is. Okay, that's sports game. That's going to happen. But let's say a ref misses something, a blown call, something goes wrong, and they feel as if you got robbed. They've been refunding millions and millions of dollars to people. So it's not just the most convenient sports book it's not the easiest to use it, it doesn't have more bets than everyone else it, it, it's not just all of that it's also the fact that the people who are running it are looking out for their users because they understand that this is a partnership between FanDuel and its users yeah no one does that no one we're very thankful for our partnership with FanDuel and we wish you would gamble alongside of us by the way the super boost is back hot again mm-hmm. I will have another super boost going on this weekend sign up for FanDuel if we're available in your state and if we're not available in your state we're coming okay we are on our way we are knocking on doors we are trying to lobby as hard as we can to get to your state we can't wait for it and once we get there you come on and join us until then you can obviously play fantasy on FanDuel mm-hmm. daily fantasy there's also some uh, free to play type things where you can win some potential money yep. and once sportsbooks get to your state and FanDuel Sportsbook gets to your state, you come rock with us. But if we're already in there, let's win some money together and let's bankrupt them sons of bitches. Yeah, they don't need it. We let's do. Get, we do. Let's get to the show. Uh, Tuesday night football was riveting last night. Joe Buck and Troy Aikman were on the call while the Baltimore Ravens only passed for 107 yards and beat the Dallas Cowboys by 17 points. Congrats to the Baltimore Ravens on covering and for all of us that hammered the Baltimore Ravens minus 8.5, minus 9, wherever the hell you got it. It didn't matter. You won. Uh, And shout out to the Cowboys for being dead. I mean, that is a... Problem. They uh, Zeke Elliott, we were just talking moments before we came on the air, had his, probably his best game in a long time last night. It did not matter. That Ravens team looked in control from very much beginning to very much the end. And now the conversation revolves around not as 
the Baltimore Ravens have a chance to make a run because I think a lot of people think probably not, but maybe we'll see what happens with that team. But are the Cowboys just done for? And whenever you look at the stat that the most rush yards in a game by a team this season, number one overall is the 307 yards that the Browns had rushing. And that game was against the Dallas Cowboys. And number two is the 294 yards that the Baltimore Ravens had last night against the Dallas Cowboys. The defense is broken. The offense seems to be dead. Jerry Jones is taking shots at Dak Prescott for how he plays now, and Dak Prescott has just been able to walk in again for the first time in a long time after his gruesome injury. The Dallas Cowboys, once America's team, the team that used to be shoved down our throats on national television 11, 12 weeks out of the year, no matter what, seem to be in a long, long, long fight with relevancy because their team is going to stink for a long, long time. Troy Aikman said it almost like disheartened last night about how there's just so many things that have to fix. But if you look at that offense for the Dallas Cowboys and you go across, you got Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup is good, Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard. Now granted, Andy Dalton's playing quarterback last night, but they put some stats up. He has a bunch of Cincinnati Bengals records. Not that the Cincinnati Bengals are, you know, a known great football team, but he played some and that team just couldn't do it. They they just couldn't do anything. And then on the defensive side of the ball, I mean, I guess there was a couple of weeks where they put up a good fight. And But you go back to week six where they were coming out and saying that the coaches can't coach. And then the next day, like the safety came out and said, oh, we can't go full speed every single rep. There's no way we can do that. <laughs> Which, by the way, is probably a normal thing that is thought amongst safeties and defensive backs, but just not something you say publicly. That team is broken. Is Mike McCarthy the problem? Are the Dallas Cowboys the problem? And then all fingers normally start facing a Jerry Jones. Is he the problem in Dallas? There'll be a lot to talk about throughout the day about that. Or the Baltimore Ravens, good conversation. Also, we're, you know, three quarters of the way through the season almost at this point. We got to see who's in, who's out of the playoff picture. Let's look at next year's salary cap. What teams are fucked for the long haul here? Plus some phone calls. one 888 mad from you. Uh, T.Y. Hilton will be joining us in about 30 minutes. Woo-hoo. And Delaney White. Walker, former tight end for the Titans, will be joining us alongside A.J. Hawk in the third hour. The Big Ten's changing some things up so that uh, Ohio State can make it into the Big Ten Championship, which can get into the college football playoff. Something that we thought would end up happening, but also a situation that the Big Ten presidents put themselves in by making the schedule as stupid as they made it whenever they saw every other conference handling things in a much different fashion and in a successful fashion. So you kind of made the bed, now you got to sleep in it, but they have a pre-scheduled meeting to address some things either today or tomorrow, I forget the exact, and they are today, and they will talk about, I assume, dropping the minimum games needed to get into the Big Ten Championship, which was at six whenever they decided to make an eight-week schedule in eight weeks only with no buffer space while a worldwide pandemic is happening because their initial decision was one that was laughed at by everybody else in their world. There's a lot going on. Got to talk to all the boys about it. At Tone Diggs, you just bought a house. Congratulations. Tone Diggs had to sign the 400 pieces yep. of paper that you have to sign whenever you buy a house. Congratulations to you. Last night, I think we all won our bet, right? We all hammered uh, the Ravens last night? You guys uh, had the Ravens. I had Amari Cooper under. He did hit as well. Congratulations. So, yeah, we congratulations. Uh, I I said that I would hammer the Lamar Jackson over on passing yards, 181.5. But I also said that you just have to do it because it's the NFL. Like, like at 181.5 yards, starting quarterback in the NFL, especially the MVP last year. If it's that low, you have to hammer it. it, it and by the way, I didn't bet it myself. So it's kind of fucked up that I didn't lose money alongside anybody that potentially listened to me saying that and lost money. So I will I will make up and lose money elsewhere for you. Everybody else that did that, uh, potentially a lot of it I'll lose. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> 
good decisions. The, um, the the Ravens, though, in the AFC North after last night, do you have any change of thought that they're going to be in the conversation? Because the, the Browns are at 9-3. and three, The Steelers are at 11-1. and one. Now the Ravens get a win, but they've been a question mark all season, legitimately. That's a culture that we don't know if it's still together or not. Get a good win over the Cowboys. Maybe that turns some things around. Are you a little bit worried about that, Tone Diggs, as a diehard Pittsburgh Steelers fan? I'm not worried about it because we're so far out in front that it, that it doesn't matter to the Steelers. Um they did get back to some of the things that make them great last night. Like they ran the ball, obviously great, but that was against the Dallas Cowboys. I'm excited. I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, if anybody knows, I believe they have the Cleveland Browns this weekend. So that like that, I'm very excited to watch that game. Hey, that's a big game. Huge. Mm-hmm. Cleveland hasn't been able to beat the Steelers nor the Ravens. And if they really want to take that next step, I'm excited to see it this weekend. Well, Baker Mayfield had one of the best baseball slides I've ever yeah. seen mm-hmm. on a baseball field or on a football field last week whenever he slid in sideways, turned that some bitch around at the end of the red carpet and started taking photos of old buddy who scored a touchdown. It was amazing. One of the best gifts I've seen in a long time, mm-hmm. by the way, him sliding and yeah. turning and doing that whole thing. But that team, the, the Browns get a win. The Ravens get a win. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. Steelers get a loss. Ooh. Our team's trending in different directions in the AFC North. Oh. This week they were, yeah. Yeah, well, but <laughs> can we judge win. anything else? I mean, we, if they if the Steelers win there, you're like, okay, they've been on a 12-game win streak. Here mm-hmm. we go. They're going. They're climbing. They're getting wins in games that they're not supposed to win, much like with, they uh, against Gary Gilbert a few weeks ago. Oh. Then you got the Browns. They're celebrating. They're yeah. feeling very mm-hmm. good. They're hot. Jarvis Landry's playing well. Baker's slinging. They're getting hot. Baltimore Ravens, back to being the Baltimore Ravens. Oh, my God. Are the Steelers potentially getting cold while everybody else is getting hot in their own division? Uh, yeah, those teams are celebrating, but they were also celebrating before the Steelers beat both of them. So that oh, happened too. Okay. <laughs> All right, you're right. You're right. Especially the Browns by 30. Uh, well, you know, at the – the interesting thing is it doesn't matter what you did earlier, you know? True. Everybody knows you have to get hot late in the season. Mm-hmm. You have to get hot late in the season. And the Ravens, you know – but dude, the Cowboys are so bad. Look right. at what's that stat right there? The top two games rushing against a team this year go both go against the Dallas Cowboys. Three hundred and seven yards by the Browns. Oh no, even more so. Correlation: the AFC North potential problematic. Oh boy, Browns are rushing <laughs> three hundred and seven yards against a team. Ravens are rushing for two ninety four. Steelers almost lost to Gary Gilbert and the Cowboys. They didn't even have. Oh no. Did the Steelers lose last night again watching the Ravens win? Oh, That's a question that has to be asked. Yeah. All I see there is that Baker and Lamar stink. So Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, Steelers <laughs> didn't even try to run the ball probably in that yeah. game, if it's anything like that. Another team that's getting hot, the Patriots. Mm. Uh, do you think you guys have any chance of making a move in the playoffs? Because that's what we're talking about, by the way. That's why yesterday, your speech yesterday, which was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Had a baby tell and you said, we'll see you in the playoffs. It's like, yeah, no shit. You, we hope you make it to the goddamn playoffs. You went 11-0. You didn't even allude to a potential Super Bowl run, but that's what we're in this for. Mm-hmm. Are the Patriots a team that could make to the Super Bowl, you think? Uh, unfortunately, no. Okay, uh, so it's a waste. So let's not talk yeah, about it. Let's go go. To, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's real. I mean, what? It would be the last seed and play the Chiefs? The Chiefs are the king. They're going to go to the Super Bowl. I'm sorry, no, Tony. I agree. I'm sorry agree to Pittsburgh, but the Chiefs are the standard, and they're probably going to win the Super Bowl. They they are such a team that yeah. whenever they want, yeah. whenever they want to Ooh. beat the fuck out of you, they'll do it with a toy that they made up in the sand and they'll throw them on to the name, man. They really will do that, though. Yeah. They just make up plays, I feel like, in the huddle almost. They're like, all right, we're down 21. We need that 22-point uh, play. What is it? Okay, here it is. 
sprint backwards four times in a row, have Tyreek Hill run around for 10 <laughs> seconds, he'll be wide open, we'll score a touchdown. And if not him, then we'll go to Travis Kelsey. It's wild. But they, you know, any given Sunday, they've That's lost right. of before. Mm-hmm. Of course. And Bill has done some magical things. He's got big game tomorrow night against the Los Angeles Huge. Rams. What are you hearing? What are you thinking? I saw that Bill Belichick was speaking to the UCLA Bruins squad oh, yeah. about mm. preparation and the process and everything like that. That's quite an advantage to the UCLA team who just signed with Jordan, by the way, after getting out of their Under Armour deal. It's quite a come up for them. Um, how do you feel going in the Rams game? Uh, I mean, I'm shaky on it because the Rams are hot, but me and Gumpy were talking. They really haven't had a good back-to-back games. And the Rams are top three in rush defense. Pats are top three in rush offense. It's going to be a war in the trenches, uh, which I'm looking forward to. But like I said, it doesn't matter. If we get in, we're going to get the doors blown off of us by Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs. So, I mean, we're just playing to get in the dance. You know, you want a ticket. You want to be able to, you know, hear the music, see what kind of DJ they got, see how the punch tastes. Huh? How's but the punch? How's the punch? Pretty good, but, you know, we're going to get slaughtered if we make it to the playoffs. Yeah. I think there's a lot of teams that are like that. But Anyone if, on the bubble, right? But if Bill Belichick makes it to the playoffs this year Give with this home. team, uh-huh. I mean, potential coach of the year can Absolutely. I mean, coach of a lifetime, obviously, coach of the league and the history, best coach ever. But if he gets in, you got to remember, not only do they not have any weapons like they had last year, and that is his fault because he built the team. We're not calling him GM of the year. No, no. no, no, no We're no. saying with the team that he built for himself. <laughs> well, <laughs> the team know, that he put together. Marquise Lee did, you know, he did opt out. And well, that's what I'm saying. Patrick yeah, Chung. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a, a, bunch, a bunch of people that opted out as well. I mean, it's just, there's a lot of things that I, I think if they end up somehow squeaking in the door of the playoffs, they, Bill Belichick should be in a conversation because that team yeah. should not be doing that. And Cam's throwing for, what, 60 yards a game and yeah. they're still winning games? I mean, it's wild. Well, yeah, but the MVP last year is only throwing for 107, so really is the standard changing. You know, is 100 oh, yards wow. passing in the game unbelievable. Is football turning back around? Oh, yeah. Feels like it. Well, if that's the case, and Aaron Rodgers is the best football player <laughs> yeah, of all time. Exactly. Uh, you guys just got to be laughing right now, feeling pretty good about what's going on. Yeah, I mean, it's the same deal, though. Like you said, I mean, to allude to what you just talked about, it's about winning the fucking Super Bowl, you know? So, I mean, the NFC North stinks. You know, like, it's, I mean, Jeez. all those games are pretty close, but the Packers still play the Lions this upcoming weekend, and then they got the Bears still. I mean... Redemption game, though. I don't know about For that. Who? Uh-oh. For the Bears. I mean, the Bears stink. The Bears could have redemption games every single fucking year, yeah. and they always yeah. lose them. <laughs> like, for what? The last 20 years going? Pretty much. By definition, they're still considered redemption games, though. Not really. You guys are kind of... Because this is like desensationalizing. We, we redeem ourselves. No, this is like saying everybody's the GOAT. Like, this person's the GOAT. This person's the There's GOAT. There's only one GOAT. No, you, you ruined... My... <laughs> Chicago. Well but it is you you ruin you desensationalize mm-hmm. the word. Like you guys no, yeah, you guys no. are ruining redemption game uh-huh. because the Bears could have a redemption game every single week and then still you don't know who the quarterback. But Trubisky did put up points last he week, did. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He did. Maybe, redemption game for him, yeah. Maybe it was a redemption game. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he's on a revenge tour. There it is. That's the weather we're There it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mitchell Trubisky's on a revenge but tour. But no, I mean on. you feel good about the offense. Obviously, we were talking before the show. I feel like that uh that punt. You know, that that's going to come back and bite them in the ass at some point. And really, at this point, looking at, like, the playoff picture and everything, I'm just hoping the Packers don't play the Vikings in the first round because I think that would be a tough, you know, blood ball type of game. Yeah, well, the blood ball is a real thing. Zito, what is your poll for the day? I can't wait to hear the results of this one. Oh, yeah. Today is uh, how long will it take for the Dallas Cowboys to be good again? And uh, right now, 6%, 10 to 15 years. <laughs> 
then it goes to five to ten years at twenty four point nine percent, and then never thirty two percent, and one of four years thirty seven point one percent. So there's still some belief that the Cowboys are going to be able to turn this thing around. Yeah. You look at the roster; they have some good players on, like good name yeah. player. Like, yeah. hey, mm-hmm. this name is a good name. This name is a good name. That's why when everybody's like Jerry Jones got to get out of there, I'm so intrigued by it because I don't think anybody says that the roster is a bunch of shit, right? Yeah. It's just that the team is. So is Jerry Jones the one that's building the culture for them not to be able to win games? Maybe that's what the conversation revolves around. Is there any chance Mike McCarthy goes one and done and they get rid of him after this year? If that happens, by the way, I think we should all be singing a very different tune about Aaron Rodgers' greatness. Yes, Uh for sure. You know what I mean? Because uh, I don't think Lombardi's going to fire that defense coach. What's his name? Mike Nolan. Because he was living in his basement, right? That entire year they were fired during Mm -hmm. the Mike McCarthy project. Mm -hmm. That that was basically Tom Pelissero's like uh, Doc Swan song. Yeah, Yeah, it's 30 for 30 or whatever. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Nolan was living in his goddamn basement. They were doing football meetings every single day. The thing that they weren't doing, though, is figuring out what worked now. I think they're watching film from like the 90s or something yeah. like that. Much different game these days. They could have also just been lying. I'm not sure they're watching film at all. Well, yeah, I guess you can set up that old. You can kind of set up anything for one of those shoots, I guess. Oh, yeah. They could have been doing it two hours a day. Foxy and I are, by oh. the way, whenever we have conversations with people who aren't from our world and they'll say something to me and Fox just look at him and go, that's fucking fake, though. <laughs> like, if you work on the internet, everything I mean, is fake. Yeah, It's hard not to think every single thing. Every, by Twitter the way, everything. Fake. Everything's a work. <laughs> we have people, everybody comes, like, people come up to us and ask us about something, and me and Foxy will give, like, our, like, oh, yeah, it's cool, though, yeah, yeah. There's no way it's real, but I understand what you're saying. Like, <laughs> you think that's fake? It's like, God, how easy would that be? It's just that's kind of what the internet is. It, it does feel like everything's fake. So maybe they did just set up the projector, like classic set up. We'll set up a couple, we'll set up a couple <laughs> tables right here. <laughs> we'll sit around here and we'll put a projector, okay? We'll just wait. You know, put we, stuff on that fucking we've been in meetings where we need a dry erase board. Draw some X's and in a goddamn square there for the center, okay? Let's go ahead and Draw do that. <laughs> that, that. We can set this up. Tom Pelissero is going to come in. You guys have been doing this, huh? Every day. <laughs> Every day. Look, look, at that, boxes. look at that trash can. You think that trash can <laughs> has been empty? No way. That thing's been filled this entire time. I Like, no detail left on And then easily put the documentary together. Because there on his press conference, he said, I, I told Jer, yeah. I watch every snap. That's because mm-hmm. I wanted a job. This is the greatest con of all time. It's probably all fake, huh? I mean, it yeah. might, yeah. It's all fake. Michael, type of God, human it's all McCarthy never even watched a goddamn football game. <laughs> yeah. He got to the point where he was so mad at football, he turned against it. He was probably up there in Green Bay with curling, a lot of curling. Oh, up yeah. There. Mm-hmm. He probably lost the bachelor. He, he, I doubt he was doing that. There's no way anybody from Pittsburgh watches that. Think, think of, speaking of that, think about where we're from. Like That's no the most way. Pittsburgh thing to ever do is oh. to fake a documentary to get a job. <laughs> for Such a good hot. Hey. I mean, come on. Big Mike. Now, by the way, this is all a legend, okay? Because I understand some people, uh, you know, like to take things completely out of context. What we're saying is we do believe that there is a chance after watching this Dallas Cowboys team play football this year that Mike McCarthy set up that entire shoot for Tom Pelissero to do the Mike McCarthy project, and he did not watch football for a few years. And that's why you hang on to Kellen Moore. But also, and he's going to call plays. Yep. Okay, mm-hmm. Why is he going to call plays if you've been watching film in your basement every single day for the last three years? Because we haven't been watching film in the basement <laughs> for the last three years. It just looked like we were for a couple of times for a documentary. We're not saying that's definite. <laughs> we're just saying as knowing some humans from Pittsburgh before mm-hmm. and talking to humans from Pittsburgh, that is definitely something that's potentially a story being told around the family dinner table at the McCarthy house. You remember when Mike Donner, <laughs> oh, yeah. you remember when Mike told Jared Jones? <laughs> He had Tom Pelissero fucking cut. Mike, tell him. <laughs> oh, yeah, we even fill up uh, the garbage can. Man, <laughs> <laughs> we drew on the dry erase board. Oh, I would not be surprised. That's why Lamar dominated. 
the hell is that offense doing? What was that, RPO? Is that RPO? You <laughs> seen that? Bro, we ran play that. Is it <laughs> fucking RPO. I know MTOs, bro. Sheet Steiner. That's now bro. that we put it that way, I respect it. So yeah. No, yeah. It does feel like hilarious. he potentially just bamboozled. And Jerry saw that documentary and was like, Jesus Christ. Get me in that it. movie. Wow. <laughs> get me guy. Get me that guy. Which guy? The guy from the Delk. He's been working his tail off while he was fired. God damn, that's definitely what happened. Yeah. Uh, that's so Allegedly, by the way. Allegedly. Allegedly. Stuff. We'll talk to AJ Hawk in a third hour <laughs> on if he figured if he thinks Mike McCarthy would do that or not. He knows him a lot better than us. We are just generalizing him as a, a random <laughs> Pittsburgh dad, which would have definitely done that. Man. That that could be by the way, with the oh, way yeah. they play football. I don't think Mike Nolan, if they were watching film every day, I don't think that guy was. He was potentially working somewhere else. He was potentially like mowing lawns in the neighborhood. I mean, they also, like, McCarthy looked pretty good when he, you know, first got the job. I mean, he definitely has not missed a buffet line this season. He did this in Green Bay. When he just gave him up in Green Bay. Take it back. Apologize to Mike McCarthy right now. Come Apologize, on. Mike McCarthy. You're right. I mean, he's they he's, he's been taking Mike. it in the chops all season. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, sorry yeah, Mike. Oh, 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 you son of a bitch. Saying, you scumbag. Uh, how dare you? Did you say taking it in the chins? Is that what you said? No. Oh. Hey, I, I wasn't oh, going there. Dude. Dude. Come no, on. Over. Listen, this is what we're not going to do, okay? We're not going to wait 35, 40 seconds for a conversation to be over to get your joke in. I just thought I Like, if it him. didn't come, if it didn't, <laughs> listen, if it I, didn't come, okay, that one just missed you, okay? Especially if you're going to oh, body shame a man I who wasn't. is obviously an incredible hustler, bamboozler. Yeah. He ain't got time I get it, to though. worry Zito, yeah, see that? See why That's you can't why. do it? Because now we got to wait for the crowd to catch up. We're like yeah. three minutes past that whole situation. I just wanted to clarify what Ty said. I, You know how I am with listening. Sometimes I'm in, sometimes I, I'm out. I didn't hear what he said. I wanted to clarify. It's very nice of you. We had to pivot back to uh, the Indianapolis Colts, a team that's going to make a run here in the AFC. A guy who is one of my favorite teammates of all time this year. Has not been his biggest year stat-wise, but he came alive this past weekend against the Houston Texans. The most underrated receiver in the NFL. This past weekend, he had eight receptions, 110 yards, one touchdown. Woo. Ladies and gentlemen, T.Y. Hilton. Yeah. 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 What's going on, man? What's good? How you doing? I'm good, dude. How are you? <laughs> Oh, great, man. I miss you, though. I know. I miss you, too, man. I, I was so happy to see you dominate against the Texans. I, going into the week, I was looking at the game. You know, we talk a lot of gambling and all that shit here. And I was like, T.Y. is going to have a massive game against Houston. And uh, I started thinking about that. I was like, it's definitely going to happen. And then you go out there and dominate. Is is this Was this weekend, I assume, a big relief off of your shoulder, off of your chest, you think, uh, uh, for how the season has gone? Or what do you think about it? Uh, I, I loved it. I enjoyed it. Uh just being able to uh, get back to how, you know, I normally dominate games. So, uh, you know, it was a big game, and we needed needed that performance. So uh, I came out and did what I was able to do. 
How do you feel with uh, Phil Rivers? I, I've heard everybody loves that guy. He's just super competitive. His mic'd up is wild. <laughs> His mic'd up situations are wild. I don't know how anybody can talk that much and not swear. I'm very impressed with it. But what has it been like? Because you've been around a long time now with the Colts. You, you are OG of the Colts now, right? You've been around through a couple different generations of the team. What has it been like in the locker room with Phil coming in? And what is the vibe of the team this year? Oh, the vibe is great. You know, we all love him. We love his competitiveness. Uh, he's very hungry, you know, and he brings out a lot in a lot of guys. So, um, you know, um, we love we love having him here. Um, you know, he's doing a great job getting everybody lined up, getting everybody uh, with the calls. And, you know, he's been a, a team guy, you know, and we love him. You guys are right in the thick of it in the AFC. What is the messaging from Frank to the team? So we just need to keep winning, get hot at the right time. What is the whole message? What is the mindset? Or is it just like, hey, we need to do today to, if, to even worry or consider about down the road? I'll just just continue getting one percent better each and every day, and you know these these next four you know are big games. Um, they playoff games, playoff implications. So um, we just got to bring it. But you know nothing is bigger than this next one. You know they're right behind us, um, and we're right ahead of them. So we just got to bring it. You know it's playoff game, playoffs uh, atmosphere. So uh, we just got to go out there and, and play close football. Did you tell them not to call me to punt? Because they never called me. Did you tell them that? Say, hey, we don't need a McAfee punt. Huh. You'd be the first one I tell them to call. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rigoberto Sanchez, obviously, T's and P's, everything he's battling through. I didn't even get a phone call, though, T.Y. I thought maybe I'd get a text message like, hey, we know you probably fail for vitamins or whatever, but right now that's not a suspension, so you probably get a couple <laughs> weeks in if you have to. And then I didn't even get a single call, T.Y. I was, I was pumped about potentially being your teammate again. Oh, man, I would love that. They probably thought you were doing WWE, though. I was, yeah, actually. <laughs> <laughs> turns out, turns out I was. How's the family? Our family's doing good, man. Kids getting big. You know, they still dominate, so you're doing good. Uh, the We've previously talked to T.Y. His kid will go viral every single uh, youth football season uh, because he's got shit. He's like Reggie Bush, mm -hmm. T.Y. out there. He 2.0. He's just shaking the shit out of little white kids in Indiana. Ooh. And it is just absolutely <laughs> outrageous out there, man. You're old man now. You doing anything different for the body? Uh, no, just, you know, Kyle, Kyle and Aaron has me on a tremendous game plan, you know, each and every week. So, uh, no, it's working, so uh, we're not changing nothing. We just add, add a couple of things here and there, but uh, bodies are great. What, you know, a couple of weeks ago you went viral because you said you talked to your grandma and your grandma told you something, and, and that was a personal conversation. I'd assume I wouldn't want to do that. But what was it like, you know, because you, you've always been – so dominant literally always have been it, it it was since the moment you showed up in indianapolis dominant 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 and your numbers weren't as big as they always have been and you weren't like a prima donna though you weren't out bitching you weren't out like making noise about it and i was very thankful for that because i was like ty the ty i know behind closed doors by the way has always had success so then whenever the numbers weren't as big as they normally were i was like the ty i know is just going to take this on the chin and just go ahead and not be this about the team if we're winning games it doesn't matter and you did that okay and that never gets talked about it because wide receiver is a position where it's very dependent upon your numbers on how your life is going to be whenever it talks about money right whenever it comes so everybody always gets mad at wide receivers for getting pissed off for not getting the ball it's like well you also have to understand there's two sides of this because if they don't get the ball 
ball. They're not going to make anywhere near the amount of money that they can. It's a different thing. You, for the first time in your entire career, had a little bit of a drop-off in your numbers, right, for the first time, which is why I've always said most underrated wide receiver in the NFL. And you handled it like a, like a man. And I think, I think that is something that I was very, very proud of outside of the building. I'm like, T.Y. is showing people how to do this. And then you, the grandma conversation came around, and it seems like you're kind of turning. Was it mental, you think? Was it physical? What was it, you think, at the beginning of the season? Uh, I think, you know, just uh, me not uh, being ex- as effective as I was, um, just, you know, my mind was kind of, you know, out of it. Um, me not, you know, just doing what I'm able to do. Um, but, you know, I made a, a commitment to sacrifice to the team. You know, I sacrificed some of my touches, uh, you know, just to – Know, to help this team, you know, we, we, it's a team game. So, you know, I sacrificed that and I told him, you know, I don't need to touch the ball as many times as I did. You know, I'm just, you know, as long as I'm out there, you know, I'm effective. You know, they they, they know who I am, so they, they're going to double me. They're going to roll to me. You know, they're going to pay a lot of attention to me and it's opened up a lot of guys. So, you know, I'm I'm actually doing my part, but my numbers don't show up. But, you know, and then, you know, right now it's December football. So I told him, you know, you need a spot, come to me. And that's what we've been doing. <laughs> Uh, uh, you know, it may look like I'm not doing nothing, but I'm, I'm, I'm actually doing everything I can for my team. No, the stat sheets might look like it's not doing nothing. People that are watching the game know. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that is that is a big deal. Connor, what do you got? T.Y., uh, Michael Pittman Jr. is a rookie wide receiver on the team. How have you kind of mentored him? And also, was there anybody when you first came into the league that helped you kind of learn the ropes of the NFL? Oh, absolutely. I mean, um, Marvin did it for Reggie. Reggie did it for me, so... Um, it's only right that I, I keep paying it for, and I'm doing it for Pitt and the rest of these guys coming up. But you know, um, what do you, you tell them, Ty? What did Reggie huh? tell you? What are some things that Reggie like told you as a young player? And then what are you like relaying to them? Is it like film study? Is it habits? What is it? Uh, just you know, uh, studying film, uh, being ready when your numbers call, uh, and just learning the playbook. Because you know, once you learn the playbook, everything else is easy. You're able to play faster and not thinking. So um, you know, my main thing to them was you know. Uh, when your number's called, make sure you're ready. And also, you know, when you're out there, understand, you know, where everybody's at. Don't just learn one position. Learn them all so you know where everybody's at on the field and you know you know what route he's running. So when you run that route, you know, you're able to um, go out there and play fast. Are you at the point where you're doing, like, OG mental games with corners? You know, because whenever, whenever I got on team and when you got on team, Reggie was a little bit older, right? So Reggie uh, maybe wasn't as explosive as he was when he was younger, but there was all these OG tricks. He was like late with the hands or something like that, or like the way he would set up corners. Are you at that point where you're like, I don't want to say playing games with people, but you're at the point where you're very comfortable with what you know and, and you know that you're probably, your football IQ is higher than a lot of the people you're going against just because of the amount of experience you've had? Oh, absolutely. You know, I'm still, I'm still doing the lay hands. I'm still doing uh, everything I can. You know, I still have my speed. I still have everything. My feet work uh, in and out of routes. So um, I'm playing. I'm playing games with them normally when it's um, run game. You know, I'm setting up stuff. And so when the pass game come, it look like the run game, and then boom, I got the ball in my hand. So yeah, I'm still, I'm still working on it. How old are you now? Oh, I think I'm 31. <laughs> wow, dude, man, what a fucking career, dude. Literally. <laughs> I remember, I remember when you came, he was this, I mean, he looked like a little kid when he came into the, like when he came in and it was like all of a sudden out of nowhere because the, the story about you getting drafted, like the behind the scenes, like somebody else, there was a thought that somebody else is going to get drafted and that person gets taken. And then now somebody's like, oh, uh, we, there's this guy, T.Y. Hilton that we need to get. And he's like, boom, bring him in. And then he, as soon as you got to Indy, it was just like, uh, 
game set match, man. I'm I'm very happy for you, dude. I'm very very happy for you. Appreciate it. <laughs> oh, what do you, what do you do? Uh, what do you got going on? Family's growing. Off season, you got houses, you got businesses, just football. What do we got? You doing camps? What do you got going on? Oh, uh, just football right now, and just you know, you know, I'm looking forward to you know, if I'm a free agent, looking forward to that. If uh, if not, then you know, hopefully I'll be back. If not, you know, we'll go from there. Oh, this is contract year. I didn't know that. Yes, sir. Hey, you're a good man for going over to Deshaun. By the way, what you say to him? Hey, keep your head up or whatever. Uh, you know, just you know. You know, I, I know how you feel, you know, um, you know, being in that situation, tough situation. So I just told him, you know, keep your head up, man. Everything's going to be all right. You're a great player. And, and that was it. That was very nice of you, too. Why? Hey, you're a good man, yeah. bub. Great football player. Uh, good luck the rest of the way. I hope the team makes a run. Life is better when the Colts are winning for me. So uh, keep it going, brother. And I appreciate you joining us. Hi, guys. No problem. Thanks for having me. What do you got today? You got some practice? Got some drills? What are you working on? I definitely got some practice. Practice today. You, are, you think your hands will ever get as good as mine? Ooh. You think you think your hands will ever be as good as mine? I don't like your hand placement, so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, get him off the camera, too. I have that. He's the man. He is the man. Because he could have been, like, overdramatic about this whole thing. New quarterback comes in, right? He's had a lot of different quarterbacks now mm -hmm. at this point. Dude, quarterback changing. Mm -hmm. New quarterback comes in. He doesn't have his normal numbers. He does his thing. Then, without being, you know, coming out and just burying everybody and being like, well, what? like what he could have said, because if you do watch the film, right, it is like, okay, he's getting to – it got to a point where T.Y. was young, and then whenever we played the Patriots one year – he was the one that was doubled. Yeah. And that was like a massive compliment from Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick basically was like uh, to every other team, because every other team watches what the Patriots do against teams whenever you play against teams. They're like, all right, let's see what the Patriots did here. And then when Bill Belichick doubled T.Y., I think that was whenever the the entire career changed for T.Y. It was like, all right, I'm now the guy. All right, that's pretty cool I, for him. I love that he he was like, yeah, the stats might not be there, but but they know. They, they still roll in coverage. They, I know, mean, yeah. <laughs> they know T.Y. is still out there. Which, oh. by the way, you have to have that attitude as a wide receiver. That's why the way he handled not having the numbers all season i was like very proud of mm -hmm. because very easily could have came out and been like y'all motherfuckers just need to watch the tape then you know and he didn't do that at all it was i was very proud of him now that he's available too next year hopefully bill belichick makes the move uh, yeah. oh, come on okay. okay. time right. to come home all right, all right. by the way him in one of those offenses where uh just like in motion constantly. Yeah, because he's very fast, too. I mean, mm -hmm. And he never gets hit. He has that incredible okay. ability to not get hit. Because whenever he came in the league, he looked like a little kid. He was small and everything. Everybody thought he was going to die. And he has this incredible ability of, you know, not getting hit. And the first couple times he touched the ball, a lot of Colts fans were like, oh, that guy's soft. You know, like, run that guy over, get the extra yard. He's like, well, I'll be playing for the entire season here. So <laughs> smart. Like, like, there's three yards here. I get it that it is important. Hey, hey I, I'm lucky to be out here. But also, like... That's not a shot I should take. I'm just going to go down here. Now, I will get the first down. Like, if we need mm -hmm. the first down, I'll get there. But I'm not going on a second and eight, and I got eight yards. I'm not going for the 11 there just so I can get smashed by somebody because I would like to have a little bit of durability here and last throughout the thing. And smart if you're an undersized guy to have that ability. Tyreek Hill does it every single time he gets the ball. There's another very durable guy. Mm -hmm. yeah. You would not expect Tyreek Hill to be on the field as much as he is. You would expect him to be out a little bit, and he's just – Unbelievable to watch. Hopefully, T.Y. comes back here, though. He's been oh, around a long time. Going to New England, man. I was going to say, he looked good in green and gold. Oh, oh my God. Listen to this. Rogie's slinging him the ball. Oh, in, Stay in the league. Tasty. Uh, we have some breaking news, I believe, uh, by Pat Forty. Ford? Forty. Forty? He was getting hate for something. 
Oh, he was the mouthpiece of somebody. He was he was breaking news, I think, for the Big Ten before anybody else, right? Because he had a direct mm-hmm. in with the Big Ten, and then everybody's basically telling him that just because the Big Ten was doing something, everybody else wasn't going to do something. He was like, no, this is how it's going to – something happened with Pat Forty. I don't have any beef with him ever, but I do remember that something happened on the Internet with him and other people. But anyways, he's saying he can confirm reports that Big Ten will change six-game minimum rule and clear the way for Ohio State to play Northwestern in league title game. That is pending a rubber stamp approval today, but the okay. deal is done. Wow. Still need the rubber stamp approval. Yeah, that's just uh, getting a room. No one wants to fucking watch Ohio State Northwestern. No one does. What do they want to watch? Iowa? Yeah. Nope. (laughs) The fucking Hawks and and Ohio State. (laughs) Keep dreaming. The the bigger conversation around this is not just of Iowa. (laughs) No, I know. Okay, Iowa, Iowa, who is hot, by the way. They are hot. Five in a row. Incredibly hot, the hot guys. (laughs) The bigger story here is we knew this was going to happen. Yeah. Okay, for these people who are allegedly so goddamn educated with 45 degrees that are presidents of all these things, they have no forethought. We knew this was going to happen. They could have just addressed this at the very beginning of the season. They didn't have to make all these rules that they made. They could have just said, we'll see how it plays out like everybody else has been doing because we're in the middle of a worldwide goddamn pandemic. But remember, this is the same group of humans that was smarter than everybody else before everybody else made a decision. This is the same group of people that got protested and looked stupid whenever the ACC was supposed to be on their side and turned against them and everything like that. So they gave in, but only on their own terms, giving eight games in eight weeks with zero, zero buffer room for anything to potentially pop off, which was happening in other leagues already while they were making that decision. So that's the bigger story of this is the people that are handling the situation, whether it's the Big Ten commissioner, Mr. Warren, or the entire presidents that are in that meeting where, remember, they had a vote, then they didn't allegedly have a vote. I mean, this has just been a clusterfuck of embarrassment for those group of people who are supposed to be the most educated humans on earth, who probably look down on a lot of people who have common sense, having zero common sense in the entire situation. We all knew that they would do this if Ohio State got in trouble Mm -hmm. everybody on earth was talking about it because ohio state is the cream of the crop in the big 10 alongside iowa thank you obviously but it's one of those things where if you don't make the rule you don't have to go back on your rule because nobody was asking you to make a rule you were the ones who were like we'll make a rule and you didn't have to because we knew this was going to happen it's just the way it goes well not only are they going back on the rule but they're also going back uh when when Wisconsin couldn't play, Nebraska asked to play Chattanooga so that they could still have a game. Uh, and they said, no, absolutely not. Everyone agreed to these rules. We're not going to change them. This is, this is how things are going to be done. You can't play a game outside of the conference. And now they're going back and saying, well, since it's Ohio State, I mean, yeah, uh, we're going to change yeah, it. Right. We're probably not going to make a college football playoff. <laughs> did we, think, we didn't think this one through, did we? No, yeah. Remember old old Doctor Bumblefuck over here from <laughs> blah blah blah, who knows nothing about anything, said blah blah blah. We should do this. And it's like, all right, dude. And then who were they trying to kick out? Nebraska. Ah, uh, yeah. They were trying to kick out Nebraska for wanting to play somebody else as well. Yes, yeah. And they're like, well, hey, if you want to do that, you should get out of here or whatever. It's like, y'all motherfuckers have no idea what you're doing. How can I'm not, this is just like. NFL teams hiring outside yep. firms to mm-hmm. hire coaches and GMs for them. It's like, how are you in the position you're in? By the way, you get a chance to peek behind the curtain in a lot of different businesses. Okay, you'll peek behind the curtain and you'll go, oh, these motherfuckers are dumb. Okay. And then you go and you go, well, that's sad. Well, it's also inspiring. Okay. So the way it's inspiring is know that the people that are in positions of power to make a lot of decisions in most professions are probably much dumber than you. Just know that. Now, granted, they have probably gone to the right places and shook the right hands and all that stuff. But just know that there's a lot of idiots making decisions. So that's why you should always feel inspired to go and do more because you are smarter than a lot of the people that are in positions 
to make decisions. And it's very visible whenever you see the decisions that they get, uh, that they make kind of play out in the public eye. I would assume the Big Ten commissioner and the Big Ten presidents are jobs that we should all feel very inspired by that we could potentially get in there and do things a lot better than that. Yeah. Good for us. I, I, I saw some poor guy on Twitter today. I should have saved it. But he had a ticket of Northwestern to play or to win the uh, Big Ten this year and a, and a ticket for Indiana to uh, win the Big Ten this year. And he goes, can't wait to see how the Big Ten fucks me out of this one. And they did. They let Ohio State in. So now there's a um, I don't know if it's a Steve Jobs quote. He's like, basically, the world that you, we live in was created by people that were no smarter than you or something like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, I forget how the exact quote goes, but that's basically what it is. As soon as I read that, I was like, uh, Steve, okay. <laughs> <All> right, <laughs> Hold dude, on, Steve. I, I understand what you're saying. But then once you start like seeing the people that are making decisions in a lot of places, you're like, oh, yeah. There's a lot of dumb motherfuckers making decisions out here. He's right. And it's very inspiring. And I feel like the Big Ten is a, is a perfect picture of that. Because if you don't make the rule that you have to be in six games, which nobody asked them to do, by the no. way. Nobody asked them to make that rule. You could just, they could have even yeah. said, we're going to have like a college football playoff committee that's going to decide who our best teams are at the end. Forget, get rid of the, the East and the West. Get rid of all of it. Like, we're just going to figure out by the end of the season who deserves it and we'll put them in the Big Ten. Like, they could have done that. But instead, they're like, well, we need rules. We need structure. We need to make definitive <laughs> decisions, you know, because we're in a world that is very definite to begin with. So this is a good idea. Well, I'm glad Ohio State, you know, that they're doing this and they're going to get in. I mean, it stinks <laughs> that, you know, they're breaking Iowa's back in the process and now you know coach k is trying to take away iowa's potential national championship in basketball as well so it's just not a great day to be a hawk fan and why is shishevsky still around because his team stinks yeah but why i mean have we not all decided he's done a lot for basketball hey oh yeah thank you coach thank you you, thanks uh thanks to coach k for his contributions to basketball but he had, what, three of the top five draft picks and couldn't fucking win a national title a couple yep. years ago? It's like, yo, all right, are you still that great of a coach? You've got a guy that can jump over the entire other team and he can't win the game? Now, Grant, I'm not saying that that is all it takes, but when was the last time Coach K won? Jaleel Okafor. Yeah. 2015, yeah. I think. That's what I'm saying. He's had, what, the top five yeah. dra- uh, recruiting classes every single year. This year they stink. Now he wants to cancel the entire thing. <laughs> Maybe we're at the point where Coach K is just, you know, He's he, he's he's run out. Maybe Coach K is run. Yeah. I love Coach K. Gay, I enjoyed watching him. Yeah. Never understood how his hair was always yeah. pristine the way it was at his mm-hmm. age. Never knew uh, how he could act the way he acts at his age and everything like that. But now he's trying to just bury all of college basketball. We should reassess this. I mean, I was all about it whenever I thought we were potentially going to be okay. But we just got our asses kicked numerous times. And that's not good for basketball to have bad Duke team, is it? Let's go ahead and cancel the whole goddamn thing. It's like, hey, Coach. I'm not even a college basketball fan, but I know other people are. Let's not try to take something away from people that they're looking forward to. We're in a world where we need things to look forward to, pal. I don't know if you've looked around at the landscape of Earth right now. There's a lot of looking forward to that needs to happen. And now Coach K is like, yeah, well, I'm potentially part of the reason that built people to look forward to college basketball. But since we're not really going to be in it, let's go ahead and fucking cancel the whole goddamn thing. It's like, Coach K, take it easy, pal. Huh? Check back in with Coach K in 15 games when, you know, they have a better record. He'll be singing a fucking different tune. You know? Yeah, the when they didn't get ran out of the gym last night. Thanks. It wasn't even close. Who, Duke did? Oh, yeah. they yeah. stink. Ever since he yelled at the Cameron Crazies, it's just never been the same. Oh, the He's Cal- one of us! <laughs> <laughs> let's go to Sal in Arizona. Is this Uncle Sal? What's going on, Sal? Hey, what's going on, Pat and the boys? How's everybody doing? Hey, not too shabby. How are you, bub? I'm doing great. Um, I just uh, wanted to thank you all for an awesome couple of weeks of gambling. I appreciate uh, thank you, Big, yeah. you uh, Gumby, Michael Lombardi. You guys are awesome. 
That green uh, son of a bitch. Flip the B. Flip the B. Yeah, it's, it's, Gumby's been hot. Uh, yeah. Gumby uh, you, is you green hot right, right now. Golden green, like pliability hot. Sorry, Uncle Sal. Sorry about that. Go ahead, Bow. Oh, you're good. Don't worry about it. What'd you say there? Um, so I had a couple of questions. Uh, one, just wanted to know what you guys thought about the whole Des Bryant situation being pulled uh, from the game and then great. being shown that he's like hugging everybody with the COVID. Uncle Sal, thank you for that. That is something we wanted to talk about today. How Des Bryant, I guess he quit, by the way, last night <laughs> yeah. on Twitter. Des Bryant, awesome. I could see how he'd be very pissed off. This is probably a game he was looking forward to mightily. Uh, and then in warm-ups, he's told that he has to go test for COVID. Then the test comes back positive. They pull him from the game. And then uh, Jay Glazer's getting asked 45 questions on the Fox pregame show about how, how is he allowed to warm up and test positive. And Jay's like, they don't know the testing. <laughs> and they're like, well, here's a photo of him uh, open mouth kissing a former Dallas Cowboy that he's friends with, basically. How is that fair? And Jay's like, I'm not Fauci. <laughs> what do you want me to say? What do you want me to say? I don't know. What do you want me to say? It is very interesting how that all played out, though, because there are a lot of photos of Des Bryant going around dapping up the boys, his yep. friends, mm-hmm. I would assume. And then he's out there, and they're like, no, nah, yeah, nothing happened. He's good. It's like... Do we know anything at this point? And is everybody just getting tested during warm-ups? Or they, he drops two balls, go test him, please. Yeah. <laughs> they come out. How is that even? Uh, what are we, 10 months into this thing? We still know nothing. Nothing. There's almost always a rise in break-ins during the holidays. And it's why Simply Safe Home Security is having a huge holiday sale. 40% off any Simply Safe system and a free security camera. Recently, U.S. News and World Report called it the best home security of 2020. So whether you're traveling or staying put for the holidays, check out the 40% off plus free security camera deal before it ends this week. Listen, everybody in this office uses Simply Safe. We all love it. It's very, very, very simple to set up. You don't need any technician or salesman walking around your house, dragging mud around. And it's very easy to pull everything up on the app, see what's going on. It's going to send you alerts and let you know if there's some movement. You can pull clips if you need to, if you notice anything different or something happens. It's high-quality equipment, and it really is the most simple setup you're going to find. And it's why it won CNET's Editor's Choice for Home Security and was named Best of 2020 by Forbes and Popular Mechanics. The system has an arsenal of sensors and cameras that protect every inch of your home. You can set it up yourself in about 30 minutes. It's super easy. Plus, there's no contracts, no hidden fees, and no installation codes. Then Simply Safe security specialists take over monitoring your home around the clock and ready to send emergency help the moment there's an alarm. Get 40% off Simply Safe plus a free security camera today by visiting simplysafe.com slash McAfee. Hurry. This deal expires on Friday. That's simplysafe.com slash McAfee. S-I-M-P-L-I-S-A-F-E dot com slash McAfee. Back to the show. Joining us now is a man who picked the Dallas Cowboys to be the representatives of the NFC in the Super Bowl this year. Ladies and gentlemen, A.J. Hawk. Had to do it. Had to do it. Hey, I'm okay with it. It's, I I made that that pick. I, I put it out there. So yeah, Dak got hurt. Unfortunately, they got they got some things to work out before next season. But hey, let's regroup and and have a good 2021. Okay, that, that's what everybody's thinking. By the way, Zito's poll today was: At what point in the future do you think the Dallas Cowboys will mm-hmm. be good again? I think at some point they'll be good again. That's just how it works. At some point, somebody will come along and they'll win. 
The poll has over 10,000. How many? Where's it sitting at right now, Zudo? It's over 10,000 votes uh, and at 5.9%, 10 to 15 years to get back. Uh, and then we got uh, 5 to 10 years, 24.3. Never, 33.4. And 1 to 4 years, 36.4%. Okay, so if we could put, can we put the, we can't put the graphic up because we uh, have two FaceTimes right now. That's kind of tough, whatever. But the, um, the entire thing, it's either 1 to 4 years or never. That's how everybody feels about the Dallas Cowboys. And I think that is what the Dallas Cowboys are, by the way. They're a polarizing group. If you love them, you love them. And you're going to love to hate them, even if you're in the whole thing. You're just going to sit through it. And then on the other side, it's like, never. This is the same Cowboys team. It's always overhyped. Now, granted, this year they're out with, without their franchise quarterback, literally and figuratively, uh, in Dak Prescott. It's just a very interesting thing because we, in the first hour, started dissecting this situation. And... Um, the roster seems to be good, right? If you look at the names on the roster, it seems like they're good football players, all right? It just, for whatever reason, they can't win a game. And Mike McCarthy goes in there, and it somehow gets worse, it feels like. Things, everything gets worse. And we went through this entire conversation live on the air. We didn't talk about it much off the air. We think Mike McCarthy set up that entire documentary that Tom Pellicero made as like a set, basically, to make him think that he's been watching film in his basement and every day we're still acting like we're head coach and we're going through film. We think he rigged that entire thing for Tom Pellicero to do that documentary. And then he goes to Jerry Jones and he said, I told Jerry I watch every single snap of the Dallas Cowboys, <laughs> but that's because I wanted the job. We think there's a chance that Mike McCarthy finessed the Cowboys in the entire NFL so much into believing that he was dialed in with the game so much into a head coaching gig, and now maybe this year he's trying to learn football again. I'll have mm -hmm. Kellen Moore call yep. the plays. I'll like kind of watch this whole thing. And maybe next year Mike McCarthy, after watching football for the first time, maybe they are off and running, but this seems to be a disaster all the way through and through over there. Uh, I mean, that's a very uh, creative idea you guys came up with of him staging this whole thing. I guess so if he did that, which I'm not saying he did. I don't think it was like oh. that. It's a pretty good, uh, yeah. a pretty good investment, isn't it, for your future and for your family? Like, hey, uh -huh. I already have the barn. I got like a basketball. He's got a full basketball court out there. Got the office. Just get, have the guys come out, set me up some monitors, bring all my old playbooks out here, and bring my uh, my buddies. And we can talk football. And if I can bring out Pelicero, right? Yeah, we'll call Pelicero <laughs> in here. He'll get the goddamn cameras. We'll go on a dry erase board. We'll do some X's and O's, a triangle. Let's fill up that trash can so it looks like we're around all the time, and then we're fucking off and running. Yeah, we can tell them we've been doing this every goddamn day. We bring our living room couches in here. I mean, it feels like this is potentially a big hustle by McCarthy. It worked, though. He got a job, yeah. and hopefully the Cowboys will be able to turn around under him, but that looked bad last night. Joining us now is a man who uh, has played in the NFL for 14 years. Tight end for the Titans and the 49ers. Uh, obviously, three-time pro bowler. He's currently a free agent. Ladies and gentlemen, a man who I always enjoyed watch playing football whenever we played against him as the Indianapolis Colt, um, Delaney Walker. Yeah! yeah! What's going on, dude? I'm good. How you? Hey, quick question, Delaney. I don't think we've ever really had a full conversation, but I always wanted to ask you this. Why did you always fight somebody on our team every single time we played? What happened out there? I don't know. You know what? It's about the coats. I just get fired up. I, I and you guys always bring that pressure, and uh, it brings the toughness out of me. And, and I think it gets the team going every time I get in a fight with one of you guys. So I try to do it every once in a while. <laughs> That's a great thing to to bring a team together. I I agree with you. I think it's great when that happens. But I, I want to go back to one of your old coaches in, in Harbaugh. He's at Michigan right now. They're talking. He might jump, make the jump back to the NFL. How does he compare to 
all other coaches you've had from growing up until now, like how how is he comparable? Like, what's it like? I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna have to say he's a breed of his own. Man, Jim, he he brought something different to the team when I was there with San Francisco. Just his attitude, the way he went about the game, the way he treated players, it was all different. Um, the guy literally dressed up in a full uniform and practiced as the quarterback, second-string quarterback, the whole practice. I've never seen a coach do that before. That's dedication. How'd he do? How'd he do? Is the scout team running pretty well? He's terrible. But he's <laughs> <laughs> the thought of your head coach, by the way, take unstrap and take the helmet off, grabbing a bottle of water, <laughs> putting the whole thing back in there. It, it, was this just like a Wednesday, a Thursday, middle of the season, needed some juice? Why did he do this? It was in, I think it was the middle of the season. Uh, Alex Smith had got hurt. Our second string quarterback was hurt. So I, I didn't think they, I don't think they wanted to bring somebody in. So Jim Harbaugh said, look, I, I can play quarterback. You know, he, he was pretty good when he had it in his primes. He didn't show up to meetings, meetings or anything. So we like, where's the head coach? They're like, something happened. He'll be here for practice. We like, that's where Jim Harbaugh never meet misses meetings. We go outside. We see somebody with some Apex. Do y'all remember Apex cleats? <laughs> <laughs> that man had the high top joints on and cover his full cap. So <laughs> that's got to be Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> Oh, my God. I wish I was there for the team walking out. Uh, Who's the motherfucker over there? Is that, yeah. is that our head coach over there? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, thank you for that, Delaney. Man, it's great to have you on the show, dude. That was awesome. <laughs> I am. Uh, so right here it says free agent tight end. Uh, would you, if you were playing this year, do you think going into the season, now granted, let's say, it was the first couple weeks. Would you sign with a team right now? Have you worked out with any teams? And, or are you like kind of out on the COVID protocol? Let's just get this next year. Uh, I'll just train for that. What is the mindset as a free agent tight end this year? Right now, honestly, I'm going to be honest with you and, and uh, glad you asked that question. I had a lot of injuries I was dealing with last year, especially the ankle, the knee. And I looked at it as COVID, right? It's COVID. I didn't know what was going to happen with the protocol in the NFL, just watching the NBA. So I, I, I looked at this as a good year to let my body heal, try to get healthy, and then come back next year and uh, go from there. So that's the only reason why everybody's like, where you been? Why are you not signing with no teams? I've been telling teams I'm chilling. I'm taking this time off, letting my body heal, and uh, they know what I can do. I'll come back next year strong, faster, and healthier. So that's the plan. That's what I'm talking about. So what does it look like like day-to-day -day for you? Are you still working out like you're in the league? Man, I just got done working. I got my towel still. <laughs> you, I'm, I'm serious. Like I can say, I got towel. I just literally put this shirt on. We just got done busting down. I got a full gym downstairs, steam room, cold tub, sauna. We Woo! just got done busting down. I came up here. I'm still sweating. I literally just ran up here to do the interview. So I try to work out every day. Um, I'm eating healthy. I'm, I'm literally staying in shape. If I had to, if I really wanted to, I can probably go sign with the team right now and compete. Uh, but at the end of the day, like I said, I'm just trying to let my body heal. And especially what happened with Dad Bryant last night. I'm not trying to go through all that. So I'll wait till next year. Warming up for a game, 
okay? Warming up for a game. Already do your entire, like, hey, good to see you. How you doing? Hey, uh, my guy, maybe athletic trainer that's been with the Cowboys for a long time that you grow very tight with, by the way. Hey, Dez, how's it going? Great to see you back. Can't wait to see you play tonight. Well, we shouldn't have never let you go. Yeah, thank you, man. Very close interaction. Then when you're done, hey, go take COVID test. Oh, by the way, quickest COVID test of all time. You fail. Get the fuck out of the building. <laughs> I don't know how. I don't know how that has that been happening the entire season does anybody like has that been happening entire season like warm-up test do you know i don't know that's the thing like when i've seen that i'm like so they testing dudes 15 minutes before the game yeah how how, how is that possible uh, yeah i don't know who uh whenever you're playing tight end because the tight end position has changed 14 years ago uh, or 15 years ago now i guess if you count this season when you come into the nfl a lot more blocking i'd assume huh you're gonna block a little bit more and then as it kind of evolved as like one of the pivotal offensive threats uh, over the last few years as the game kind of opened up did that change the way you play or did that give you a chance to play a style that you've always wanted to play in the nfl and it just kind of opened up for you you know, coming out of college, I was a receiver, and then going to San Francisco, they moved me to tight end. So going into the league that first few years and all that blocking, I hated it. I'm like, man, I got to block these big old dudes. I'm, I'm 230. So I did not like that. But as the league started to evolve and tight ends started becoming more of a role player as a receiver and at the end, just do your job, get in their way. That's how I started. The, the conversation started. Like, as, as a tight end, when you block it, just get in their way. The running back can make you right. And uh, we just want you to be able to catch the ball, see what you can do when you got the ball in your hand. And that helped. It. I think that helped our game a lot as tight ends. It's also helping our, our payday. And uh, I, I look forward to seeing what these younger dudes do and how much money they can get in this league. Because like you said, it's evolving every day. Look at Kels. Hey, yeah. he's hey Kelsey's unbelievable. Kittle is as well, obviously, but Kelsey's on a team that's winning like on a very regular mm-hmm. basis, and he's a go-to. The position is becoming the look-at position. Like you need to have this position if you're going to be good going forward. And for you saying you're in the best shape you've been in a long time, hey, we, we got another five years. <laughs> out. Yeah. Hey, five years out oh. there balling, huh? Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. <laughs> you know, like, we'll see what happens. I'm excited to come back. I actually been itching. To be on the field, you know, I've been watching the Titans and and uh, you know I got a I got a special heart for them guys over there. So I've been watching them every week and every time you know the game don't go their way, I'm like, man, I'm ready to suit up and go out here for and, and play. So I, I'm itching and I'm ready to get back out there. But like I said, I want my body to heal up because um, just them last two years not playing one game and then only playing five games, that's not me. And so I want to make sure I'm 100%. I can go out there and give it all I can. Hey, what's the, the culture like there with Vrabel in Tennessee? And you guys, have, there's so many personalities on that team. We've had Taylor Lewan on here before. Like, what's it like day-to-day there? Is it, is it all – it can't be all fun and games. We, we know Vrabel pretty well. Like, what is what has he cultivated there? It's hard work, man. Hard work. If you ain't putting in – if you ain't giving all, all you got to the team, he going to treat you like you're not. And, and, and Vrabel is real, man. And that's what I like about Vrabel. He tells you what he feels, what's on his mind. And at the end of the day, he going to let you have some free time. But most of the time, we working. We on the grind. He's trying to change that culture and becoming a winning team. And you see it coming. It's coming. So I believe what he got going on there is going to work. And uh, I wish I was still able to, to be there and be a part of that. But, again, it's a business, and I understand. But everything that he brought to that table, I brought into. And uh, I think he's going to turn the Titans around. 
Delaney, you mentioned uh, blocking and how big of a pain in the ass it can be. How awesome was it to be blocking for a defensive <laughs> end last year, though, when you know he got hot and really carried you guys to the playoffs? For who, Derek? Yeah, yeah Derek, the defensive yeah. end is what he was saying because how large he is. He's a massive human. Yeah, yeah, that's what he was saying. Yeah, he's so. bigger than me. It's, 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 <laughs> it's funny. I'm blocking for the guy that's bigger than me, but uh, you know, uh, it's good to block with Derek because, like I said, if you get in the guy way, Derek is so fast you can't tell because he's so big, but he gets through that hole so fast, and the arm tackle is not going to bring him down. So it made my job easy. I love blocking for Derek. Derek is, makes a, a tight end look great, and that's what he's supposed to do. He's supposed to make me look good just like I'm supposed to make him look good. But like I said, he made our blocks easy. He sets them up, and he gives you that ability to pancake them because if they stick a hand out, they ain't taking them down. It's, that's my opportunity to pancake them. Oh, pancake hunting. Mm-hmm. You're out there yeah. pancake hunting. Mm-hmm. I like that. Get a good stat on the uh, on film as well. What do you do off the field, Delaney? Aside from just working out and steam rooming and cold tubbing and getting after it, what do you do? Do you play video games? What is that? This is the Florida uh, Power Boat Club, man. You know, I'm out here on these power boats uh, doing poker runs and stuff like that. So uh, I don't play a lot of video games. Most of the time I watch Cops. Uh, <laughs> That's why like, I love that show. I can't help it. Hold on, what is a powerboat? Can I learn what is a powerboat? Is this like a pontoon you're out there just driving around? What is the Florida what is a powerboat? I mean you can have a pontoon. I mean you need the double you need twin engines if you want to keep up with us, but these are like outer <laughs> cigarettes. Um those ones that flip those ones that go like a hunt like those the ones that go go. The planes that go go. Yeah, them are MTIs, so MTIs and um uh, Eliminate. They they get up. They so they flat bottoms kind of so they can get up on plane and flip over. Mine's is a V bottom, so it's it's V. It goes down in the water. It doesn't flip as easy as yeah. That that so that's a cigarette right there. That's the 1080 right there. That's uh, that's two. He's the president of the Florida uh, Powerboat Club right there. You're in the fucking power boats? How, how, did this, how did this become? Was this like a... You, so let me guess. You went on a vacation somewhere, or maybe you went down somewhere, got on one of these boats. Awesome experience. You're like, all right, I need one of these. And then you're or is this something you've always dreamt of doing? How do you get into power boating? Well, at first I started off with a, a Nautic, a G25. That's a ski boat where we weight surf. So I, I started weight surfing and then... You know, wave surfing just got boring. When you get real good at it, you know, you're just sitting on the back of the boat. Now I'm like, I want to go fast. <laughs> so I, I, I said, you know, it's time to go get a, a 36 Baja. So first I got a 36 Baja, twin 520s on it. And uh, that boat, yeah, so that boat can do about 80 miles per hour. And once we start redlining that to 80 miles per hour, I was like, you know what? It's time to sell that boat and go get a 50 outer limit with twin 1350s. <laughs> So Ooh. now we're doing 145 on the water. So you just do that for fun? You're just like, you know what? Just got to work out and what do I want to do? Ah, fucking 150 miles an hour on a guy. Shirt off, shirt off, glasses on. We go full speed. Yeah, just head up like that. Yeah, you got, you got, you up here. You got to kind of keep your head down low because if you go back, you're going to feel all that wind. <laughs> I've seen that in documentaries of all the people running drugs from Colombia. <laughs> there. There's a lot of those boats out there in that whole thing. Jesus what Christ. They used for us, man. That's what they used, the Dazis. <laughs> <laughs> so, when you guys started making your run last year, 
a lot of it was because Tannehill replaced Mariota and was playing incredible. What was like? What was the difference between Mariota and Tannehill? Tannehill coming in like was was he just ready like to prove like, hey, Adam Gase was the worst coach ever. I got fucked. Like, give me a real team. Let me show you what I can do. I mean, I always tell people y'all act like y'all don't remember Tannehill was just a starter, an elite starter in Miami doing this. He just didn't have the cast around him. So I feel like you know when he got to the Titans. And, you know, Marcus wasn't having a good year. Uh, he started off not having a good year. I feel like Tannehill really didn't have nothing to lose. He went out there and was like, look, I don't have nothing to lose. This is my opportunity. I'm about to try to take it. And he went out there and he was a gunslinger. He was slinging that ball left and right, wasn't worrying about making mistakes. And it worked out for him. He took it as far as he could with him, Derek, AJ, Corey. I mean, we had a, a cast of guys that just showed up at the uh, late in the season once Tannehill took over, and that's what we needed. I remember the conversation earlier was like, "Will Marcus have some packages?" Right? That was mm-hmm. that kind of, and then that as the success continued to happen, that those kind of disappeared. Marcus signs with the Raiders. We haven't really heard anything, and that's like, no, this is Tannehill's team now. That's an interesting string of events because normally it's not that clean of an operation. You know, normally there's some drama or something like that, but winning cures all, I guess. Well, you know what, man? Like I told you, Rayburn was a, a, a great coach, and, and he, he just kept it real with the team. You know, we had a meeting. He said, look, this is we need. We're trying to win. This is what's happening. Uh, we're going to make a change. I hope everybody buy into it because this is a team thing. Uh, we're not doing it to be selfish. We love Marcus, but we need to win games. And uh, everybody's seen that as, yeah, we're doing it for the team. If he can get, it, if he can get the dubs, then we're going to take them. You know what I mean? I had the same situation in San Francisco with Alex Smith and Kaepernick. It happened the same way. You know, if, you, if the quarterback getting the dub as a team, you got to buy into that. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, what was it like going through that situation where Alex Smith got knocked out? I know he was out an extended period of time with the concussion. And believe me, I, I think you knocked us out of the playoffs seven times with Kaepernick when you were in San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It seemed like every year hey, Delaney we was, figured out. Delaney was but, fighting us, knocking you guys out of the thing. This guy's a problem, dude. He's on a goddamn boat going 130 miles an hour in between it. It's unbelievable. What was that like, seeing that transition? Well, with that transition, it was a little different because Alex wasn't playing bad. He got hurt. He got knocked out of the game. He missed one game, but... Kaepernick came in that week and just went nuts. I don't, I couldn't even tell you what 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 he took. What happened? He just went nuts. And then, man, Jim Harbaugh, you know, he wanted to win games too. It wasn't nothing yeah. about Alex not performing at a great level. It was just like, look, we're gonna try this right now. And some of the old linemen, you know, they rock with Alex really, really hard. They kind of didn't accept it at right away, but. As Kaepernick kept winning games, you know, everybody just started buying into it. Like, look, this is what's going to happen. Kaepernick is the guy. And then everybody started buying into it at that situation. But it took a couple of weeks. Hey, those types of situations are happening in a couple different places right now. It it happened in Miami with Fitzmagic after winning a couple games going into a bye. We're going to put two in there. And Fitzmagic had that press conference where he was incredibly transparent and honest. He was like, well, this is heartbreaking. I didn't expect this or whatever. You're like, oh, my God, is the team going to crumble? Because if they haven't, by the way, they've been Mm -hmm. able to continue to play good football and two is very good. And right now in Philadelphia, there's a situation with Carson Wentz and Jalen Hurts and uh, Fletcher Cox liked the tweet. He might have done it accidentally, but it has stirred the pot that he liked the tweet that said, uh, like this tweet for Carson Wentz, retweet it for Jalen Hurts, which classic Twitter <laughs> setup. It's easier to like something than it is to retweet something. So the like is always going to win. So the radio show here set this thing up. Fletcher Cox liked it. That'll As long as Jalen Hurts wins, nobody's going to care. But if he doesn't, then it's a big conversation, you know? 
Very true. And that's just how it goes. You know, you got to get that guy the opportunity. If he win games, he got to play. If he doesn't, then, I mean, you got to go back to what you know. And, and But a lot of teams, you know, they don't want to split up the locker room. They feel like they got a guy. They don't want to don't want to mess with it. They feel like he's going to get his groove back. But sometimes you got to mess with it. I think it's something when you put a, a, a crickle in the rope, it changes things. And uh, hopefully, you know, they fight, figure it out soon because – I got a lot of Philly fans, man. They they going bad right now on Philly. <laughs> a lot of people are turning on Philly. Um, a lot of people turning on Philly. By the way, Philly fans will turn on Philly. Bob. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that is something that they will do. Uh, Delaney, we appreciate you, man. Good luck with this season of getting the body and mind back right. Good luck with uh, your, your knot tying with your boat club down there. I mean, good luck with everything, dude. We appreciate your time. Well, thank you guys for having me, man. Anytime, man. I love, I'll come back on here. Y'all guys were great. I'm just, is it a wheel on the boat or is it like, what is it? Is it a, you have a steering wheel? Yeah. It's a steering wheel. So you got, you got like four throttles on this side. You got two little ones to put it in gear. And then you got a big one to give it power to get it to go fast. And then you got your steering wheel. So you sitting there, you just holding a steering wheel and you playing with the gears. What's the brakes? You just, hey, <laughs> you just have to cut that thing off. What is that what it is? The brakes is to go reverse. <laughs> <laughs> What's that one? There's a video on the internet of. Uh, Do not slam it in reverse. You want to kind of ease it down. And then when you get a little, you can kind of put it in reverse just to stop it. That's it. But it's no brakes. So, you you know, this is a 50-foot boat. So you kind of got to calculate how much time you need to slow it down. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, when the train gets a chugging, you know what I mean? It is going to be tough to bring her. What's that video? There's a, uh, there's like a oh, plate there. Oh, yeah. Standing, oh, yeah. Ding, the family. Ding, yep. ding, uh, ding, yep. Dead. Yeah. All of them just absolutely dead. <laughs> he, he, he was so, what he was doing, he was going too fast, and he tried to turn in the wake, and it shook that boat, and they all went, they all hit the pavement. I'm surprised no one died. That was, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. Hey, listen, we need you not do that either. So be safe. Can't wait to see you back in the league, ladies and gentlemen. Pro Bowler Delaney Walker. Yeah. Thank you, man. Woo. Fucking power boat club, <laughs> dude. Insane. Bro, he had the shirt on. Right? Yeah. yeah, I didn't. He's even, about it. He, twin engines. I mean, I mean, he knew every boat <laughs> model. For See, was throwing like a ten random picture. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the guy. That's, that's his boat. That was, that was, oh, that was boat. his new boat. I just put it in the in the chat right now. But it, it it looks like RoboCop's like motorcycle. Is it available to? Uh, I just oh, I just sent it over the chat right now. I have so, not yeah. seen it, but man, I now granted it was awesome talking about all those situations in football and stuff like that. But <laughs> I mean, it's not often you get to talk to one of these humans that's on uh, the internet videos you see all yeah. the time. Yeah. And terribly, a power boater, man, that was awesome. That was incredible, AJ. Yeah, I don't I don't know if there's anything that I I am like as educated about as he is to power boats. Uh, <laughs> like knowing the models the second you put them up, like there's nothing that I know that in depth. It was awesome. Yeah. That was absolutely awesome. 140 miles an hour. <laughs> hey, you got to feel alive, I bet, though, when oh, you're out there. Yeah. You get hit by that go? wind, you might fly off. When we head back, I want to ask him, like, so where do you go? Like, what do you do? <laughs> where are we headed? In the middle of the ocean. Bro, he's at the Bahamas, what, four or five minutes? Yeah. yeah. He <laughs> down there. I mean, he is. Because those, those boats, I believe, and I might be wrong here. I believe it was used to shuttle oh, things, oh, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. That's what it was used because mm -hmm. uh, on the water, you know, there's only so many cops or whatever. So if you, and, and by the way, if they have the boat, if the cops have a boat and you have a boat 
and your engine is bigger than theirs, with the way the ocean's set up, you see, you can get away. Mm-hmm. Like, you can absolutely, you can act, like in streets when you're trying to run away from cops, you can't get, you can't run the radio or whatever, you know what I mean? You mm-hmm. can't do that. But in, in the water, you see, there is enough room to go ahead and do mm-hmm. what you got to do. So they start taking advantage of that. Every documentary you see, they take it. That's his right there? Yeah. It's the new one. Wow. Yeah, oh that, it's God. RoboCop's motorcycle. 145 miles an it hour. It shows off the engines, too. It's outrageous. This is on his Instagram, at yeah. Delaney Jeez. Walker, 82, by the way. Oh. It's like five Hemis. Looks like the fucking like Batmobile. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lambo. By the way, he shows up at these poker runs and things like that he talked about, these powerboat clubs. He comes in and, and everybody's like, that guy's got the fucking triple quadruple turbo. <laughs> that thing shoots a goddamn bridge with water when it goes underneath it. <laughs> That is unbelievable. Good for Delaney Walker, man. I'm happy he found something he absolutely loves. Like, he had the shirt on. He was going to yeah. go do that right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jay, um, Baltimore Ravens pass for 107 yards, run for 294 yards against the Dallas Cowboys yesterday. Get a big win by 17. They cover the 8.5, 9, wherever you end up. Uh, getting it at and this Cowboys defense is atrocious has been uh, the offense seems to be lost our guy Andy Dalton who was supposed to come on the show one time but had to back out at the last second or whatever a good guy I still think mm-hmm. he's a good guy or whatever good guy good guy um, that team looks completely lost do you think this is good for the Ravens though you think the Ravens are potentially coming out of this feeling a lot better about themselves I don't know if they should I mean uh <laughs> They got to feel good about getting a win. It's always good to win, no matter who you're playing in the NFL. They always have good players. That doesn't mean they're a great team. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, the Ravens. Yeah, they should feel pretty good about it. But also, I'd be scared at the same time that I'm a bit one-dimensional offensively heading into the most important part of the season. Yeah, it, it does feel like a lot of missed passes last night by Lamar. There was a lot of running, obviously. Success. J.K. Dobbins. They said he put on some weight and he take some more hits, I guess, or mm-hmm. something like that. But. Hey, will the Baltimore Ravens be able to win any games that matter? Or are they one of those teams that will get there but just has no chance of making it? It does feel like that at the moment. Never would have thought that, by the way, after Lamar Jackson's breakout year last year where he was the MVP and the talk of every single conversation this offseason. We saw him juke a jet ski on a beach, remember yeah. that? Oh, yeah. And they were up in there and running. But now it's like, are they going to have to get a new offense coordinator? Will they have to change some things up, kind of put some freshness back in there? I believe Lamar's contract's probably up either next year or the year after that. It's, it's Next year, probably. His, his contract's probably up yeah, rather soon. Yeah. And he becomes the first player in NFL history with 5,000 pass yards and 2,500 rush yards in the first three seasons or whatever. So he's got two more years on there because it's five years. He's a first-round draft pick, right? Yep. Uh, but Lamar Jackson, what are they going to do to take him to that next level? Will that team be able to continue to climb? They get a big win, but that's still a big question, I think, out there on everybody's mind. Yeah, it is. Like, everyone always wonders, that. okay, if you can shut down the run, is Lamar good enough throwing the ball to beat you like in the playoffs? Can he do it? And he's shown, he's definitely shown glimpses of that. He hasn't consistently put it together, but I mean, I know opposing defenses obviously aren't excited to play this guy. Like you can maybe think, Hey, he's not going to throw for three fifty on us probably, but we have to be aware at all times because there's so many plays he extends and pulls down and breaks your back, you know, getting third down conversions and all the misdirection. It, it, it causes it, like the defense to be so confused. I don't know if you watched the Dallas defense last night. There's multiple times they're chasing the ball carrier. They're chasing Lamar when they don't have the ball. Like They, they can't figure out and see even who has it yet. Uh, the, the interesting thing there is whenever they show highlights of Lamar, I think it's all highlights from last year. 
There's not a lot this year. You know what I mean? It's a very different. Like, he outran Jalen to the corner there and got around him. But last year, it was every single week he was doing something that made somebody look like a a junior varsity athlete. Mm -hmm. And it was on the NFL. This year, there hasn't been as many. What is the reason? Is it Yonda? Is it everything? He said people. Or is it defensive coordinators are just like, all right, you got us one year. Now you're going to have to do a little bit more if you want to continue to get us. And maybe this year will be a wake-up call. Or maybe they get hot and just continue to win. Let's go to Caleb in Vancouver, Washington. What's going on, Caleb? How's it going, Pat? How's it going, boys? Hey, not too shabby. What do you want to talk about, bub? Well, first off, um, I'm, I'm an indie wrestler here uh, in the Pacific Northwest, mostly wrestling in Portland, and I watched that War Games match, and I just I, I, I wanted to ask, what was it like just to step into that structure and be in, in the same match that the four horsemen were in and so many other greats? I, I, I mean, you guys put on a great show. <laughs> well, thank you, Caleb, and uh, I appreciate... The fact that you're putting on indie shows, I used to go to a lot of those whenever they would come to town, whether it was in Morgantown, when I was at college, or here in Indianapolis. So I appreciate you making very little money, grinding your ass off, getting your ass beat for the entertainment of groups of people in various spots. I appreciate what you did. But yeah, there was a real moment after the match where, um, and for people that maybe weren't diehard wrestling fans growing up or anything like that, uh, wouldn't really understand this, but I was in the locker room, and a couple of the guys I was in a match with um, and maybe even a ref or two, you know, we, we kind of looked at each other and uh, we were just, we just main evented a steel cage match for the WWE. And it was like one of those moments that was like, this is the fucking dumbest life of all time. Like it was really, it was one of those moments where if you were to tell 12 year old me or 13 year old me, you'd be doing this at some point. It was a really cool thing. So I appreciate your call, Caleb. But yeah, that conversation did happen in the locker room afterwards where it was just like, uh, just fucking main evented a pay-per-view and it was a steel cage match that has a lot of history oh and by the way i also uh probably won't be able to walk tomorrow (laughs) so it was good it was a lot of fun i appreciate that let's go to daniel in arizona what's going on daniel hey pat uh great show you and the boys put on uh conspiracy wednesday uh my conspiracy of you know being a lifelong cardinals fan carla murray on the social media he doesn't have anything to do with the cardinals as his profile photo i mean even you have the your profile photo so my conspiracy is does he even like playing for uh, football as well as does he even like playing for the cardinals great question daniel now my photo has the Colts a part of it because that is actually an inside joke between me and my followers about how uh, i got fined by the Colts for the photo that i actually have there so i don't want to say that's in tribute of the indianapolis Colts. Mm-hmm. it's almost like the opposite jest kind of yeah it's kind of in jest yeah satirical uh profile photo. now granted i have a lot of love for the indianapolis colts i'm very thankful for everything uh jim mercy did for me and all that in my time there but that photo that i have up there is not for like to say like shout out to the colts it's an inside joke between myself but you're right kyler has the oklahoma uniform on as a football player in the athletics uniform on as a baseball player very very interesting i didn't even think about that if i was a cardinals fan maybe i would be a bit intrigued by this like hey only one of the teams paid you now granted we don't know what oklahoma gave you to get you to go there all that (laughs) stuff that that's conversation but he is arizona cardinals and i don't think he's that active on social media i might be wrong so i don't think we should look into it that much but i think what we should look into is he seems like a player who's either got it or he doesn't depending on the day i don't know how we figure out and get him more consistent is it him is it cliff is it the offense is the NFL. What is it? You know, I think that's what I'd be worried about more so than his profile photo. That's pretty dope, but does yeah. lack any Arizona Cardinal representation. Well, did, has it always been this way? Or did he, did he used to have Arizona Cardinals on there and he changed? Like, that's when I would think there's something to it. But if he never had any Cardinals, any pictures of that on there, I'm like, all right. He, he's a, 
he seems like a pretty unique dude too though like he seems yeah. very quiet like i know cliff has even talked about how he has to like pull words out of him now he's very vocal on the field i think he does a great job of that of commanding the huddle but he seems to be like really kind of like a, like an introvert and just wants to hang out and not really be out there too much and by the way you're going to be a weird dude if you're one of the only people in the history of anything to be drafted in the top 10 in both nfl mm -hmm. and the mlb like there's not a lot of humans that have done that i would assume he's going to be an interesting guy that's just I, I don't know. I would assume you have to sacrifice some potential coolness to be great at that many things. Yeah. I would assume there's a potential drawback. And he does. He had that interview with Dan Patrick, you remember? Super Bowl week before oh, he got yeah. drafted. Mm -hmm. It went bad and everything like that. But I don't know. You look at him, he looks like he never even knows what's going on. Like he, he didn't, But then he'll go out. And, and by not know what's going on, I'm not talking about confused. I'm just talking about the moment. Like he, he's. it seems like he's always just like – very calm, which is a good thing to have. Very cool thing to have. But then some days he balls, some days he doesn't. It's like, all right, we got to get to the point where he's balling every week. But that goes to the question is, is it the system? Is it offense? That is a cliff? Because those two are coming up together in the NFL. Is is he not figured out NFL defenses? And some NFL defenses are better for him to go against and maybe he'll continue to grow because he is incredibly talented. I mean, mm -hmm. he, he is an incredibly gifted athlete. But will he go play baseball at some Ooh. point? Hmm. Oh, Arizona man. Diamondbacks, give him a call. Well, I think he Athletics, yeah, it's literally in his profile. <laughs> He's not allowed to switch teams because he got drafted by them. Yeah, well, that's like Pat White got drafted five times, I think. Yeah, because everybody wanted to. Uh, they thought he was potentially not going to go to the NFL, and they wanted his his rights. Whenever he eventually came out, he went and tried that for a little bit. Did a little minor league baseball. I don't know if he enjoyed it or not, but he did that. Is Kyler falling into like the Jared Goff scenario where Michael Lombardi says you got to wait to live bet the Rams just to see yeah. who is showing up? Jared Goff is the best live betting quarterback you can have. If, if for the first two, three series, it looks like Goff is feeling it. He's like happy to be there where he's at. You know, things are going well. They're going. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what it is. They're going. If he's a little bit distraught, it's like, oh. Probably go the other way. Mm -hmm. Like, for instance, will the Patriots be able to get to Jared Goff tomorrow night? If they can, I think Patriots win this game. If they can't get to Jared Goff on a consistent basis, I think the Rams win by two scores. Does having your best defensive line game in the game before help at all? Like, no, is no, that any AJ, momentum? do you think that? They did well against the Chargers, but the Chargers were also told by their head coach days before that game that they had nothing to play for. Place is burning down. <laughs> so, I mean... I mean, wait, do you think – are you talking about the, the Patriots' D-line tomorrow? Is that where you're, you're saying oh. can they show up again? Yeah. I mean, maybe. I don't think they're going to have as big an impact as they did when they blew them out 45 to nothing. Uh, I think it's going to be it's an uphill battle for the Patriots to beat the Rams. I think so, too. I like the Rams by two scores. I don't know Whoa. what the spread is. I do. Five and a half right now, I think. I just – I don't think they can get – I don't think they can get the golf. Now, Patriot, now two scores is insane because Belichick's coaching, so I should go down. I think they'll cover then. I, two scores is nice. I think they will cover just because I don't see them getting the golf. I mean, I'll watch some more film tonight down the cave. Fair. I'll come back tomorrow <laughs> with a much more prepared statement. But my early read on that game is they're not going to be able to get the golf. And if you can't get the golf, McVay's offense, no matter who he's playing against, will win. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But if you can get the golf, Everything, all, all of that is off the table. Now you got to just hope that the defense can hold a shutout to the other team. Yeah, because if they had the players, we saw what happened two years ago. They scored what nine points in the Super Bowl. Got to exactly. feel like three. Belichick. Three can points. Draw sorry, three points. Out. Yeah, well, Belichick. That's what I'm saying. That's the two scores thing. I completely just completely forgot that Belichick's coaching that goddamn team. And the way that, like Tony just mentioned, that last Super Bowl, the way he was able to kind of out coach McVay. And, yeah, but he got know. golf right. Then wasn't he getting the golf? I feel like there was some yeah, pressure. Yeah, that's yeah, the defense was much much better. Than, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you had our guy on that goddamn yeah, uh -huh. rallying the goddamn troops. Exactly. Who's asking if that's Ian in Pittsburgh? What's going on? 
Pat, boys, how are you doing today? Pal, not too shabby. How are you? Good. I just want to say, first of all, you and the boys deserve a keep to fucking Pittsburgh for taking over the internet. We're proud oh. of you here. Uh, to get a key in Pittsburgh, you got to know the uh, right Italians. I do. Uh, I'm not sure we do. I just, or you got to be uh, Billy Gardell. Hey, Billy Gardell but deserves that. Anyway. I agree. Who's Billy Gardell? Oh, anyway. Who are you smacked in the mouth? <laughs> sorry, Ian. Uh, sorry. Um, just wanted to say, you know, you've had Naheem Hines on the show. You've had Chase Claypool on the show, and afterwards these guys have breakout oh, games. Why don't you give uh, old Cousy Big Ben a call and give him the old uh, McAfee bump there? You know, I, I, I wonder if Big Ben will ever come on the show. I was at one point blocked by Ben for something. I, I never, who knows what it was. And mm-hmm. then whenever it came out that Ben was sharing his testimony to the world about how he yeah. found his Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that got leaked on the internet. And not me, but this show decided to go ahead and take some jabs at my man. I mean, I feel like there's a chance we could not get Big Ben on here strictly because of the actions of others in this room but if we could talk to ben i mean i'm sure that'd be a pretty good conversation i think it'd be amazing unfortunately um someone on the internet there's a chance that they would make like a compilation video uh, of times when the boys would explain what has happened over the last couple (laughs) years with ben and he might keep him from being like really receptive to coming on yeah (laughs) well if the guy's gonna be sensitive about wailing on his own baloney then yeah we have no shot of getting him if he you know takes it as a joke then who knows we might land him it's not our fault we didn't leak anything about big ben you're right we just reacted to news that was leaked that shouldn't have been leaked by the way which is what i mean our our original stance was that video should have never been recorded and leaked Mm -hmm. yes him talking about his love and changing his life for his religion he probably thought he was in a safe space amongst uh the religious folks that he was in the Mm -hmm. zoom call with turns out that all got leaked the next day and there was no way there was no way that the boys were just going to let that fly. No, huh? not a chance. we had to talk about him murdering his baloney. You guys were not going to just let it, you know, come and go. There's no chance you're going to do. It. Oh, Let's go to Jesus in go. Daytona. <laughs> Jesus in Daytona. What's going on, pal? Hey, what's going on, guys? Good to be on the show again. I'm. I called in last week about the whole Kirk Herbstreet uh, incident, getting called out and everything. Um, he kind of mentioned it again today, so I've changed my comment and question today. First off, I want to say T's and P's to all the players for Michigan. I uh-huh. uh, also want to say uh-huh. sorry to Ty uh, for Iowa kind of getting screwed out there and then changing the rules. But uh, the, the main thing is is with with what Harbaugh's done now and actually doing what Herb Street kind of called him out for, does that make Michigan kind of look weak? I mean, come on. Just because you don't have all of your key players, you can still go out and play. You might get embarrassed, but at least try. Don't. Hey, Zeus, I don't know if this is making uh, Michigan look weak. What are they? Own five right now, right? Or own four? What they, are they won against they Minnesota. Won, Minnesota. Won, yeah. and that was it. Oh, Minnesota. Oh, no. Rockers in overtime, too. What a fall from grace. Yeah. Minnesota. Yikes. What happened out there? Snake oil ran off. No, that is oh, not. Come on. This guy. <laughs> That's slander. <laughs> this fucking show. We're not going to be able to have anybody on as a guest. We're not going to be able to have anybody on as a guest anymore. Now, granted. There was a chance that the man you are talking about there was going to come on the show at some point. That got changed around. But that Minnesota team, game day was there for their last game because there was a chance the Big Ten Championship was around the corner yeah. for them. They were ranked top ten, I think, top five yep. maybe at one point, and they didn't win this year. It's just like Ohio State's a standard. Everybody else is trying to catch up. And if your biggest uh, rival is Ohio State, that's a tough place to be. So, I, I mean, that's just a tough spot to be. I guess we have not gotten any reports of what happened in Michigan, why this game was canceled, but Herbstreit getting buried for what he said last week 
week and then inevitably kind of happening is kind of bullshit. And I think that's what Jesus was trying to say. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess there was no real chance. It, they acted like it was there's a chance Michigan would find a way to make it happen. They said Monday they were starting some kind of workouts, and all of a sudden Wednesday, no, it's not happening for sure. So I wonder like, how many people – I guess it's up to each school to release the numbers. We've talked about this before. Yeah, we, we'll have no idea. We'll have no idea. But if they have their entire team has it, like, hey – we hope everybody survived. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of T's and P's, a guy got shot. Um, uh, from Notre Dame. Former Notre Dame player. Lewis right? Nix. Uh, Lewis yeah. Nix. He yeah. was – there's a selfie video of him going into an ambulance, I believe. Uh-huh. And I didn't get to hear what he said, but I think he got shot. I, I Should we mm. – no, I don't think so. I guess yeah. not. He did put it on the internet. It was trending. So T's and P's to him as well. I don't think um, – I don't think getting shot is good news. I don't think no, that's good. Let's, let's go to Tim down there in Pensacola. Tim, what's going on, pal? Hey, what's up, man? Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks for calling in. Tim, what do you want to talk about, dude? Hey, man, I have a question, but I also have a quick story I want to tell you real quick that involves you. Um, all right. <laughs> all right. I am currently a photojournalist in the Navy, and uh, I was down there in Duval County for a game when you guys were playing the Jags. And uh, I was in my blue camo uniform with press credentials and a camera around my neck when a ball rolls up to my feet, and I look up, and it was you and the goat standing next to each other, and you wanted your ball back. Well, watch. And uh, you and I had a. Oh, I'm sorry. Say again? No, go ahead. I was going to yell at you for taking my ball, but you said the story didn't. <laughs> oh, you wanted it back. Okay, good. Well, I talked it back to you. Me and you had a quick little conversation. I proceeded to tell you that uh, I had grown up in Indianapolis, and I was uh, up in Broad Ripple when some things happened there, and I told you that you were a legend there for some alleged things that happened. I was wondering if you remembered that. Well, great conversation. I'm happy we got to have that. Uh, I don't remember you trying to steal my ball, but I'm happy we got a chance to chat with you. And did Vinatieri say anything, or were we just kind of chilling? Were you near the bench? Yeah, I was walking around with the camera. I was I down do there taking that. photos because it was like a military day. There was a big flyover before the game. I was there for that. And I think there was a reunion, too, maybe like third quarter that night, right? Yeah, I was involved with that. Yes. It was a, yeah, I do remember this. Yeah, I do remember that. Okay, yeah. Okay, good news. Uh, shout out to me. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of vitamins from that. And also, shout out to you for serving. We appreciate the hell mm-hmm. out of you. Thank you. Uh, what do you want to oh, talk yeah, about, right brother? What do you want to talk about? Well, that was actually that was the day before I got selected to the Blue Angels. So that was the day that I was kind of remembering. Hell yeah. Oh. a fucking Blue Angel. Pal. Hell yeah. yeah. Well, I'm not a pilot. I'm a photojournalist, so I fly in the back seat with those boys. Oh, you're flying, baby. Yeah, oh, yeah, but still, still, still cool. Yeah. Still cool. AJ did that once and threw yeah, AJ yeah, puked yeah, all AJ over the plane. Did you take photos of AJ puking all over the goddamn Blue Angels plane? He flew back seat? No, I was not involved with that. That was not on the team yet. <laughs> did he get it on the canopy? That's the big thing you don't want to do. Did you puke on a canopy, AJ? Did you puke on that? No, I was. All my pukes were uh, carefully placed in the plastic bags that they gave me. What a gentleman! Wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, gentleman. And you stuffed them into that little pocket on the side of your flight seat, then hopefully. Absolutely, I was. I had all my cargo pockets full of puke. When I got out. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I've been there multiple times, man. Appreciate it. But I- thank you, Tim. We appreciate you, man. Look at that, AJ. You and Tim flying in the same that's seat. A cool, wow, that's a cool photographer job. That's a cool photographer job. I, I'd assume he's got some epic. Sorry, photo. Oh yeah. Sorry, fo- remember when you and Ty saw the Blue Angels fly by outside here? Man, yeah, I do remember. It was that. awesome. The fucking crowd. Remember that? There was almost a parade for them. They flew <laughs> over. It was pretty quick. It was a pretty quick it little was. swift. Swift. I think that's a mm-hmm. good thing. AJ, weren't you a part of the Blue Angels there for a little bit? No, I was not. I, I, I was lucky <laughs> enough to take a ride with them. I remember when they flew over Indianapolis because you sprinted out of the show yeah. that day Had because to. you heard they were coming. It's fucking Blue Angels, dude. Yeah. Was, Turns uh, out you hear them a lot longer than you see them. You do. <laughs> they are quick. You do. Very, it was a cloudy day. Mm-hmm. It was a tough day for the Blue Angels to have flyover, but it was amazing. It was amazing. I could say something about some people who probably hated it. 
but they called a good game last night. Let's go to Kai in Illinois. What's going on, Kai? What's good, bro? What's good, guys? I, I, I watch the show every day. I'm a huge fan. I just had a couple questions I wanted to ask you real quick. Let's hear it. So the first question I have, do you think that uh, Ohio State, like the Big Ten, is trying to let uh, Ohio State get into that game because they don't want them, like, possibly scheduling the game? I've been seeing rumors online with, like, Coastal Carolina or, like, Texas A&M because they deny, like, Maryland. And I think another school earlier on in the game. Wisconsin. I mean, early on in the season to reschedule the game. And then uh, the second question I have is I'm a musician. I love you guys. I want to know if I make a track, like a theme track for the show. Would y'all like to take a listen to it? Absolutely, oh, guys. Yeah. Send it to um, send it to at Nick Moraldo on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Is that what you're going to say, Nick? Oh, I was going to send it to uh, stuff for the show at patmagfishow.com. The email. Okay, yes, yeah, stuff the number for the show at patmagfishow.com. Send it in there. Nick goes through there damn near every day. We appreciate you, Kai. Uh, the Texas A&M Ohio State hypothetical game. We pitched it too yesterday as soon as we started piecing it together because. Diggs was thinking maybe Cincinnati, Ohio State, but Cincinnati had a COVID issue, so we just kind of immediately went to another team that they could potentially play against, and Texas A&M is ranked fifth right now. Four versus five would be an awesome matchup, but there's no way the Big Ten presidents would ever let this happen, and uh, there's no way the big money business part of this whole thing would let it happen, like CCU and BYU were able to do last week on a couple days' notice and create one of the best games of the college football season in a quick turnaround because they were able to put their swords aside and say, hey, let's do what's best for the student human athletes here. Uh, The Big Ten not allow that to happen. Neither would uh, the Texas A&M humans, I assume, if that was to, to take place. Well, yeah, the Big Ten set the, you know, they set it up in advance, like, hey, you can't play and you can't play anybody outside the conference, because that was the first thing here in, in Ohio people were talking about. All right, Ohio State's going to try to find a way to, to get somebody else here Saturday. Like, the Fox show was scheduled to come here, all that stuff, and now I guess they're, who knows what they're going to do, so yeah, it changed a, a lot of people's plans. Wait, so how many games have, has Ohio State played? Four? Uh, yeah, I believe they're four and zero, right? Let's find out. Bro, five, five and zero, five, five, five and zero, five and zero. And the Big Ten Championship is what? Two weeks from now? Three weeks from now? Oh, yeah, uh, no, because second it weekend was supposed of December. To be Michigan, Ohio State, and so it should have been next weekend. Two weeks, yeah, two weeks from now. So they're going to end five and zero because Michigan game was it canceled. In a five and zero team, potentially six and zero. Now, what happens at the Big Ten Championship game? Two teams, one of the teams gets it. The week of, do they do they delay it? Forfeit? Forfeit? How's that work? What happens then? Same with the playoff. What happens to one of the playoff teams? Well, they said they're just going to move along. So so probably it'll just – the other team will win. These people are so dumb. We want our money, but we're not going to do it in a smart fashion. (laughs) I'm tired of it. Interesting. AJ, I'm tired of it, dude. I'm fucking tired of it. The show's ending, but I'm tired of it. I think that's what... Just have a little forethought, okay? Let's dodge, duck, dip, dive, and dodge our way through the goddamn year. That's what you're going to have to do. When you allow yourself no room to dodge, duck, dip, dive, or dodge, you're going to find yourself getting hit in the face with a goddamn wrench. Mm -hmm. And that's what happened to the Big Ten. And now they got the wrench in their face, and they got, you know, the cake in their face, and now they're going to have to figure out how to do this. And they're just going to change rules and do this and do that. It's like, just this all could have been settled months ago. Stinks! Can't thank enough for listening. Big thanks to Delaney Walker, T.Y. Hilton, all the boys, and all of you. Uh, we have no idea why you listen to the show. The fact that you do, I am eternally grateful for and will never be able to pay you back for. Uh, we got another big show tomorrow. Ooh, mm. we got a big show tomorrow, Ty. Thursdays are always huge. No one really talks about it, but Thursdays are always huge. Sneaky big day for us. Yeah, it really is. If you enjoyed the show, be a friend, tell a friend. If not, just act like it never, ever happened. Ty, please play some independent music to propel these people into the best hump day of all time, and we will see you manana. Hey, subscribe, write, and review. We'll see you there. <laughs>